Kia ora and welcome to season three of the Take Your Meds podcast. I'm your host Gemma Rose and yes there is no fancy intro, there's no fancy Nancy jingle, it's just me in the podcast studio and I'm not mad, I'm tired of my procrastination, people pleasing and perfectionism tendencies, hello 4Ps and I'm just getting into it. Um, And so this season of the podcast is going to be a bunch of solo episodes. I feel really inspired and lit up after finishing my two trainings and just want to make a whole lot of the personal development, spiritual growth, emotional maturity work accessible. And so this is going to be um, a place where we'll have shorter, sharper episodes and just really go there. I really want to just go there. And so you can find a bunch of really powerful stories from the first two seasons of the podcast. There's 30 episodes, um, I think, give or take, from the first two seasons where I sit down and yarn with really freaking interesting human beings and explore their lived experience, explore golden nuggets um, and wisdom and gems that have supported them through really tough things and so there's there's so much gold there and I feel like I'm so ready to share more of my own experience I'm so ready to share what I've discovered through my trainings and also through the different initiations that I've been in in life um, in particular over the last couple of years as I've really decided to live a life of authenticity and I have decided to upgrade my nervous system and the two go hand in hand together so Today I wanted to start with a episode titled You Are the Creator and I've had a lot of creator energy really kind of circling around me at the moment. Um, Yesterday I took some time to sit down and map out all of the different projects I'm involved with right now and to just really feel into the creative energy inside each of them and it was really exciting but I was also thinking this is a lot sweetie. Um, and as a mama with my son as my number one priority, I'm thinking, you know what, how does this creator energy get to really be refined and focused? How do I get even more exceptional at saying no? How do I upgrade my boundaries? And how do I really feel into, for me as a generator, what feels deeply satisfying to be involved with? Where am I getting that satisfaction? And, um, how do I focus in on just owning that, that, energy is what fuels my mission and so yeah it's going to be a beautiful process and so I thought um, alongside my own personal exploration I'm also supporting some really freaking powerful creators inside of my coaching programs so it just felt like this was the right episode so for today I wanted to focus in on our creator consciousness on claiming our creativity and tapping into that energy And I wanted to start with a wee oracle card reading from Rebecca Campbell's Rose Deck. Um, I've been really sitting with these words this afternoon and it's just hitting a note. And so if you are able to just give yourself a minute and to really notice inside of your body what feels true as I read these words out. um, There's an invitation there to jot down what resonates, to take what resonates and leave the rest. Uh, but I'm going to share some words from this beautiful card that I've I've pulled called Whispers of Mother Earth, which is all about creativity, ideas, inspiration, the artist, the writer, the channel. So here goes. There are creations seeded within you, planted before your birth. 
There are unborn possibilities yearning to be woven and creative solutions waiting to be realized. Songs of the ancient earth humming through you, beckoning to be sung, new consciousness that longs to be written into matter. Surrender to the creations whispering you forth. Perhaps they're calling you to reweave the web of life in some small way to stitch the soul in a little more. We came bearing keys for each other. And as you share your song, it unlocks something in someone else. Creativity and intuition come from the same sacred place. They can't be reproduced. They occur when we find ourselves flowing with the rest of life. Earth is a planet of creativity. And yet so many of us have forgotten how truly, how to truly be creative. So much of humanity has been raised to consume. We're so focused on more, more, more that we've forgotten how to grow sustainably. Our consumption is killing us. Trust the seeds that have been planted within you. Somewhere along the way, we stop seeing ourselves as artists, creatives, poets, singers. Yet to be human is to be creative. It doesn't matter what the result may be. Just carve out time to express your soul through creativity. The seeds planted within you will show you the way. They have intelligence within them. And all you need to do is tend to them through daily grounded creative action. What does your soul most yearn to create? This is going to be the focus of this episode today. So keep listening. Keep, keep with me here if this feels like it's going to be a bit of you. We're actually going to drop in with a short breathwork practice right at the end on this question. And so if you feel like, you know what, this is going to be a bit of me, then please keep listening. So um, I guess I wanted to start with an acknowledgement of the fact that as, uh, as we all have this nervous system inside of us, all of us have one. Um, that nervous system is going to signal to us uh, when we are in the face of danger, whether that is actual danger uh, or whether or it is perceived danger. And so when our stress responses come online, uh, they are fight, flight, freeze or fawn. And most of us are familiar with the fight or flight. You know, fight looks like getting aggressive, bullying, controlling, um, big emotional outbursts when there is too much of that stress response inside of the body. We've also got flight, which is my favorite, which looks like overworking, perfectionism, um, literally going on a run. You're literally running away from the stress. Then we've got freeze, which looks like the nervous system shutting down. And so you can be social media scrolling, numbing out, watching heaps of Netflix um, and playing lots of video games. Or it can look like fawn and fawn is a also a shutdown response where we are people pleasing. Our access to anger is frozen and we are willing to keep the connection at all costs in order to keep us safe. And so the nervous system can move through all of those, some of those, one of those, depending on how well regulated it is and depending on uh, its felt sense of safety. And so we can train the nervous system over time to be in a state of safety. 
uh, through our breath, which is why I'm so passionate about breath work and about using breath work to support us with our creativity because it becomes a regulating tool for that energy to feel safe to move through the system. And so, and, and that energy, I mean creative energy. Um, well, for me anyways, and for the people that I work with, I'm not going to say that this is like the way. I'm not going to be that. <laughs> I'm not going to be like, oi, <laughs> I found the way and here it is. <laughs> I just want to share what's working for me and working for my clients in the hope that it resonates with somebody else out there. Um, and... So what I was talking about before with the nervous system is that if we really want to tap into our creative consciousness, if we really want to be able to create and to be in that energy where we are creative, those ideas are coming, we feel inspired, we know we're the artists, we channel what we're here to channel, we write the things we know we're here to write, it takes a regulated nervous system. It takes grounded energy to support us to feel into that place of course like I can recall times where I've been really dysregulated running on cortisol and just totally stressed out in life I can absolutely recall those times where I still felt creative but it's not sustainable so perhaps this uh, podcast episode is more about being able to tap into that energy from a more sustainable regenerative place Um, acknowledging the role of the nervous system and our stress responses. So yeah, just really starting with that nervous system, I guess it's really important for us to just notice what state is my nervous system in? Am I in fight, flight, freeze, or fawn? So I just want to invite you to notice that. Like when you reflect on your own experience right now, what feels alive for you? And if you were to really connect with the levels of stress, the things that are feeling stressful inside your life right now and Just even take some time to journal on that, like what's feeling stressful, what's feeling overwhelming, what's feeling hard, uh, and to just really notice, okay, all right, there's a bit going on. I'm going to give myself some grace, some compassion. And I also know that when I choose to ground and regulate my nervous system, I can feel into a different reality. And this was something that I was just doing today with a private client inside of a breathwork journey. Um, really presencing the enormity and complexity of their uh, chosen field um, as a founder, as a creative, as an entrepreneur, and just noticing, okay, how how am I feeling in relationship to all of that? We did some breath work together and then noticed a full sense of presence, of safety, of calm at the same time as a bit of worry, which makes sense given the environment that my client's working in. Um, But from a place of safety, from a place of grounded, from a place of connection and of peace and of ease, a different set of resources become available to us to problem solve, to ideate, to relate. And so it's just so freaking powerful to get curious about where your nervous system is at and to begin to, as part of your creative practice, explore what a grounded and regulated nervous system feels like, sounds like, senses like, tastes like, feels like, whatever it is, all the feels for you so that you know, am I creating from a place of chaos? Am I creating from a place of stress and cortisol? 
or am I creating from a grounded, authentic place? So I wanted to share a little bit in this episode about that um, and take you through a bit of a framework on how I do this and how I share this process with um, my clients and my closest friends who are, you know, neurospicy and very creative themselves. Um, But what I have discovered is that once we are in relationship with our nervous system, once we are in a relationship with our stress responses, we can begin to create some of that space to respond instead of react. And the more that we choose to discharge the built up stress and tension that comes from being a human, that comes from uh, setting goals and going after them, that comes from being part of communities and supporting other people along in theirs, uh, in their journey is um, just that ability to be able to notice from which place do I want to create. And so, yeah, just taking that time to really map out, notice what your stress responses are and how your nervous system is feeling at the moment. What state are you in? And what are some of those stresses that are influencing that? I feel like is a really powerful place to start. We need grace. We need compassion. We need some acceptance and awareness um, before moving ahead. So, Um, Once you're in that place of awareness, I think it's really cool to really just tap in again and just notice, okay, am I moving from a place of fear or am I moving from a place of love? And for, I know in my own journey and my own lived experience for a really long time, just believed at a core level that I was bad, that from my own childhood experiences and my sense making of those experiences, that I made it mean I was a bad person. So for a really long time, I had no idea that a lot of my own personal drive came from wanting to prove that I was a good person. And so I think when we can get really honest with ourselves about from which place is my creativity coming from, we just have, we have a choice point. We have an opportunity to choose. Okay. If I notice that I am driven from a from a belief that I am a bad person or that I'm not good enough or that I'm unlovable or that my value is determined by my outputs or that I'm not pretty enough or smart enough or whatever it is insert the story insert the belief our creativity will have a bit of a kink in its expression And not the good kink. Well, not that there's good kinks, but you know what I mean. Not the fun kink, but a kink in its natural flow as it moves through you. And so getting really honest with ourselves about from which place do I want to create from gives us a choice, gives us an opportunity to notice. And so creating from love might feel like deep service and an alignment with our core values, whatever they are. Uh, creating from a place of love might be something that we don't necessarily know how to put the words to, but is felt as truth in our bodies. It's like, I don't know why, but I know I'm being called to do this thing. It doesn't make sense, but I just know it deep down that I'm here to do this thing. And so just getting really curious, I think is really important in that place from which the creativity is driven from. I think another thing that's really important in that is then just using your breath or whatever tool supports you to feel grounded and regulated, whatever tool supports you to feel at ease inside of your own nervous system, whatever tool helps activate that parasympathetic state that says, I am safe. 
It is okay to be at ease. I feel peaceful and present. Whatever the thing is that activates for that for you, to be in that place in relationship with that creativity that wants to move through you from that place of love. I think that is just, you know, it's like an energy cleanup. It's just making sure like, you know, just the place that this thing's coming through, it has a really nice clean channel and tunnel to, to come, um, to come through. And so, yeah, um, what's really beautiful about coming into this place then is like, okay, I've got this deep inner knowing that I'm meant to create this thing. There's no, there's no doubt about it. And I know that I've examined that this is from a place of love and not fear. I'm not trying to prove anything to anyone. I just know like my deepest, most authentic calling is to do this thing. And that I know that from a grounded and regulated place inside of myself, the next thing is to practice uh, the execution of that idea. And so that can look like um, being so devoted and dedicated to a process of creativity. So, for example, with this podcast, it's like, okay, I've had a deep inner knowing that I was meant to do this for some time. And I faffed around for ages at the start being like, oh, you know, who am I to have a podcast? And all the limiting stories came up and my victim consciousness was just like, woe is me, I can't do it. It's so hard and all the randy other things that pop up when you decide to do something different. Um, and there's some work there and just noticing the stories, but acknowledging that there's a process that's now time to be executed and like executed on and to take action on. And so for me with the podcast, it's like, okay, cool. What are the rhythms and rituals I'm going to need to get into in order for this creativity to come to life? Because it's one thing to have a goal of a podcast. It's another thing to sit down every week and record an episode. It's another thing to, <laughs> in season one and two, you know, find the intro and outro song, to record an intro and outro, to get my head around Transistor, which is a software platform I use to upload my podcast to all the channels. To really feel into the branding, the colors, the font, how the creativity wants to be visually expressed, to then feel into the content inside each episode. I mean, there's rhythms and rituals that translate a big idea into actionable key steps that realize that creativity. And so I think what's really important and what I see a lot of people miss is really that habit building or habit forming of what is the process of bringing this thing to life? And so in my diary, for example, every Friday or Wednesday, every second week from now on, I've got a calendar invite um, from myself to myself to uh, come and record one of these episodes. And I've booked a podcast studio to do that. So I've got a habit and a ritual to look ahead and make sure that that's booked in. I've also got a habit and ritual to give myself a bit of time before I need to record to really fill into the episode and to draw inspiration from my clients, from my son, from my own lived experience, from my intuition, from all of the signs that I had in driving to the podcast studio. It's all information that I'm gathering for how this creativity wants to come through. 
Um, And so there's habits, there's rituals and rhythms that are going to mean when I practice doing those things, the natural and normal consequence is that there will be a podcast episode coming through to your ears right now. And I think that's a thing that a lot of people miss. It's like, oh, I'm getting all these downloads and all these insights about things I want to do. It's like, yeah, that's amazing. That is so lush. And integration is where we get to be a human and translate from the cosmos, from those higher realms into the 3D. And to be a powerful creator is to know how to build those bridges which is why I was so excited to create this podcast because it's something I'm so passionate about. Um, and, and I've just had the absolute privilege of hearing hundreds of dreams and visions and ideas in my career over the last decade and working with my clients on, um, on these beautiful things that would create a world that I would feel so inspired for my son to live in that I would feel so happy to live in and that my friends of Fana would really benefit from a, a world where we are caring more deeply for Papatuanuku, for our planet, for Mother Gaia, a planet where we are more kind and compassionate with each other. Um, it's like, fuck yes, these are great ideas. And the, the real work is in a dedicated um a dedicated devotion I don't know if that's it but it's like a devotion to a process so if you have a whisper on your heart or just like a knowing like from that grounded and regulated place moving from love I know that I'm here to create this thing let's fucking go with a process think about if that thing was done what would have been the habits who would have been the people you would have spoken to what would have been the rituals you would have engaged in to bring that thing to life, you know, and reverse engineer it, put it in your diary, put post-it notes up on your wall, set reminders on your phone, go all in. And so as you begin to do that, this work um, really around being creative becomes about reps in the gym. You grow that creativity inside of your body when you practice the process when you show up regardless of how you're feeling which come which brings me to my next point which is like you know as i mentioned before you start the process of like okay cool i want to launch a podcast then it's like oh i'm not a podcaster and who am i to do that and i don't know if i can and i'm not smart enough and i don't know how to do this bit and blah 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 these are all mechanisms from the body mind system trying to keep us safe because it doesn't have a reference point of success inside of this new reality that you believe you can do and so some of the work becomes for us to really notice some of the stories we're telling ourselves and to examine them with a fine tooth comb and say is this helpful is this helpful sweetheart is this useful for supporting me to be the creator of my life. Is this useful? Is this helpful for me to begin to claim my creativity? And if not, what would be? What would be helpful and useful? And so what I sit down and do with some of my clients is uh, encourage them to write a leadership mantra or a creativity mantra or an entrepreneurship mantra where they have sat down and decided the beliefs They have decided the affirmations. They have decided the words that are going to uplift them, empower them and support them to practice the storytelling to themselves of the person who has done the thing. And so I really want to encourage you to do that as well. Grab your journal 
and sit down and explore. Okay, for example, with the podcast, it's like, okay, cool. I've got the podcast out and I'm officially embodying the podcaster archetype, the podcaster identity. Just for example, what would I have believed to be true about myself? Well, I would have had to believe that I can do it that I am resourceful, that my voice matters, that there are really interesting people that I want to talk to and that they are going to be open and available to say yes, that I can feel and sense into the colors, the flavors, the tastes, the textures, the experience of sharing this visually with the world and that I can overcome any limitation that comes up. And so I really want to invite you to explore what that might look like, what that might sound like for you and give it a go. Journal on that. Once it's done, sit down and record it as a voice memo and play it back to yourself once a day, once a week um, and really begin to train yourself in the identity of the version of you that you are becoming. You're like reverse engineering it. It's like the coolest hack. Um, And I think what's so important in this is that there are going to be so many days where you will just feel like you will feel so far removed from that identity. You will feel so sad or depressed or in grief or anger or frustration or things just aren't working out. And what I see some people doing is going "Oh, This must mean that this path isn't for me. This must mean I've taken a wrong turn. This must mean I need to go back to my downloads, my insights, and to completely rewrite what it is that I am actually meant to be doing. No, that is self-sabotage. That is self-sabotage. What we are in as those big emotions begin to come up is character formation. We are being prepared emotionally, energetically, and spiritually, and mentally for what is on its way. And it is not a wrong turn. It is a time to really honestly believe in everything that has come through you so far and to practice grounding and regulating your nervous system through discomfort. It's also during this time that we might lean into old tendencies or um, self-soothing strategies. Like, you know, for me, for many years, food was a really big self-soothing strategy and when I would get really stressed, I would just like binge eat and eat like really sugary, carby foods. Um, or I might drink a lot of alcohol to just like, oh, this is all just too much. I've got to disconnect from it. Or I might just lose myself in taking on more projects, becoming more stressed out. Or I might just lose myself in having lots of fun with my friends and just socializing and spending too much time out and about. So just notice, okay, what might be my general tendency to self-soothe discomfort when I begin to feel these big emotions and just decide like, okay, it's actually costing me too much to not commit to my creativity. It's actually costing me too much to not be in deep honesty and devotion to my authenticity. And I'm just not willing to pay that anymore. So I wonder if there might be a different self-soothing strategy you might be able to discover for your nervous system to be with that discomfort as it arises, as it comes through you, as you begin to devote to your creative practice. I highly recommend breath work. It's so simple. It's so easy. It's free. You can do it anywhere. Um, The hard part is that you are the tool. You are the one that practices breath work. And so sometimes it's about getting out of our own way, getting out of the stories, getting through the discomfort and just showing up and seeing what wants to happen. So 
Um, yeah, just a really important point on crafting that creativity mantra or entrepreneurship mantra or leadership mantra is that you can't just affirmation and belief your way into a new identity and reality. It is deep somatic work. It is emotional work. It's work inside of the nervous system because we are creating a new anchor in safety. The body-mind system isn't yet fully familiar with what that is. And so it makes sense that it's feeling dysregulated as fuck. It's not a signal to stop. It's not a signal to turn around. It's a signal to uh, support yourself to self-soothe the discomfort that's coming up as you navigate that. Okay, the next one. (laughs) The next one is about celebrating your wins along the way. Oh, this is so important to just take stock, micro wins, macro wins, medium wins, whatever, extra small, small, medium, large wins. We're here for the wins because sometimes when we're in a creative process, when we have decided to go all in on that inner knowing, what happens is that we think it might take three months, six months or a year, but what what might be unfolding is a much bigger story, a much bigger season of our life of character formation, a much bigger uh, weaving into community, into relationships. And we don't have the full picture. We're not given the full picture. It's our job to commit to the process and to let go of our attachment to the outcome, let go of our attachments to the timelines and to be in devotion to a process. So, Celebrating the wins is like, uh, it feels like coming up for air sometimes. Like, oh, okay, what are going to be my success metrics and how will I train my reticular activating system to look for them so that I can feel that little sense of woohoo along the way. And because we've got so much of our like modern culture, whether it's Tinder or Instagram or Facebook or I don't know, whatever, this, the TikTok, whatever, all this instant dopamine, it's um, <laughs> it's a pretty radical act to commit to honoring a process uh, that will create something pretty remarkable at the end that you're not 100% sure what it'll feel like, look like, sound like, what the impact will be, what it'll mean for you. And so being able to celebrate those wins is our way of getting a wee bit of dopamine dopamine a wee bit of dopamine along the way um and to really take stock because if we're like so addicted to the outcome if we're so addicted to we're not addicted i'm being dramatic but like if our sense of identity or our sense of success or our sense of confidence or our sense of value or our sense of purpose is connected to the outcome of the creativity that's a rocky fucking road that's really rocky But if it's rooted in a dedication to a process, that's very different. It's like, okay, well, did I show up, for example, with my podcast example, it's like, did I show up and record that episode even when I didn't feel like it? Did I show up and book the studio ahead in advance, even though I wasn't feeling super inspired? Like if my feelings and my emotions are going to dictate things, I'm going to be in a really rough place. But If I can celebrate the wins along the way, knowing that I'm going to focus my reticular activating system on looking for evidence to support the person that I'm becoming, I am going to really help myself along that journey. Um, So decide some success metrics. What's success going to look like to you in process rather than the outcome? 
uh, for me with the podcast, it's like, okay, cool. Did I publish the episode? Did I put it on Instagram or did I hide it away? Did I um, engage in some comments and some DMs around it? Uh, Did I celebrate when it made a difference in someone's life? Like there are little success metrics that I can do along the way and uh, they aren't necessarily rooted in the outcome. They're rooted in me showing up and being part of the process. So see what your success metrics can be um, along the way. And then lastly, the last thing that I wanted to mention is putting accountability in place. It's so easy to play small. It is so easy to hide when you have no accountability in place around your creativity. It's easy to be at the whim of your emotions. It's easy to be at the whim of your nervous system when you don't have accountability in place. And we weren't meant to do this stuff alone. We weren't meant to do it alone. Being surrounded in community with support is one of the most loving things we can do for our creativity. And so I want to know what accountability you have in place around your creativity, around your creative consciousness. Uh, Something I've been exploring with my friend Haley at the moment has been setting up a creator's dinner once a fortnight for us to come together and for us to sit and create and sit and make. And we're just going to play music. There's going to be no pressure to talk. There's going to be no expectation to wear a mask and perform and connect and whatever with each other. It's just like we're literally here to show up for our creativity and we'll have some Kai, whatever. But um, just that very act of being in community creating is exactly what I need for my creativity. And those things that, you know, like I'd love to write a children's book. I would love to write a children's book. And that's as far as I've gotten. It just stays as this like, oh, I'd love to write a children's book concept place. And it's like, no, I am going to, like I know from the most grounded and regulated place, moving from love, that that is an honest nudge and an aligned nudge. And I need to put accountability in place that lets me get focused on a process to put reps in the gym, to upgrade my belief system, celebrate my wins and be in a practice of creativity. And I want to do that in community. I'm tired of doing shit alone. I'm over that. I'm over my hyper independent phase. So me and my girlfriend, Haley, we're going to set up the space for makers, for creators and just come together and jam silently. I mean, it, it feels so soothing for my neurospicy nature to just know that I could sit in silence or like with some relaxing music and just make, just create um, with other people who are kind of like that and get it and don't ask questions. Um, it's like, fuck yes, that's how I'm going to do this children's book. Um, but yeah, what are those accountability structures that you've got in place? Can you set up a maker's circle with a few friends Can you hire a coach, hire a mentor, get some support around you where you've got an accountability check-in each week? Can you let your sister know, your brother know, uh, a family member know, one of your good friends know, and just say, hey, I'm like, it's, (laughs) I'm so dramatic, but it's like, it's killing me to not create this thing and I need to bring it into this world. And so could you check in on me in a week, in a fortnight, in a month and ask me how my progress is going specifically on this thing. And even when I come up with my bullshit 
excuses. Can you hold me to account? Because I know that I'm meant to do this thing and I'm tired of my excuses. I'm tired of my bullshit and it's costing me too much to get in my own way. So, you know, full agency, full accountability, radical responsibility. What accountability structures do you need in place to support your creativity to come to life? Whew. Okay. I'm feeling really complete sharing all that. Um, it seems like there's, I don't know, one, two, three, four, five things to support you with your creativity, to support you with your creative consciousness. You are a creator. You came here to create. You came here to be that, to do that. And I hope this episode has reminded you of your ability to do all of the above. Uh, in summary, I want to actually just take a moment to guide you through a short breathwork practice to really let this land. Uh, we're going to practice something called restorative breath work. Restorative breath work looks like breathing in through your nose for a count of two, out through your mouth for a count of two with no pause in between. We're going to draw the breath all the way down into the diaphragm. So if it feels good for you, you can hit pause now and go and find a really comfortable position. Um, close the door, put on do not disturb, whatever you got to do um, and give yourself a couple of minutes to breathe. Or you're still with me here now just let yourself find a really comfortable position um, sitting down so please don't do this if you're driving um, you can pull over and do it that would be cool um, otherwise yeah grab your feet in front of you grab your feet can you even grab your feet Gemma um, place your feet I mean down in front of you firmly on the ground and as you do that just see if you can notice the textures of the floor beneath you See if you can notice the textures of your shoes as they connect or your feet as they connect with the floor beneath you. And see if you can notice your sitting bones uh, on the chair or on the floor beneath you. I want to see if you can pull your shoulders back and lift your head up into the sky and just notice how your head and your shoulders feel in uh, space. And I also want to invite you to turn your palms upwards and to place them on the tops of your knees and just really finding a place of comfort in this present moment. Just seeing if there's anything you can do to offer your body 5% more comfort, making any adjustments. And as you do, just noticing your breath, taking a moment to come into a place of breath awareness, just noticing how your breath is organizing. Is it deep? Is it shallow? Not making up a story about what anything means, just connecting with your breath. And in a few moments, I'm going to guide us through some breaths. We're going to do 22 breaths together and then we're going to hold. And a hold is just going to look like letting all the air out of your lungs. And I'm going to ask you a question right at the end there. So reminding you now, we're going to breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth for a count of two. Breathing together in three two, one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Nine, ten, 
11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, final deep breath in, and all the way out, you're going to hold here, just taking a moment to ask yourself the question, what is my soul yearning to create? What is my soul yearning to create? What does my heart want me to know about my creativity? And when you feel ready, wriggling your fingers, wriggling your toes, letting your breath return to its own natural rhythm, taking a moment to notice how your body feels, how your heart feels, how your mind feels, giving yourself thanks for creating the space to breathe and getting your journal and writing down any insights that came through for you. You are the creator. If you've enjoyed this episode, please shoot me a DM on Instagram. I absolutely love hearing from you. And I would love to hear what your soul let you know inside that breathwork practice. Shoot me a DM. Let me know. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. Please share it to anyone else in your life that maybe has shared a creative idea with you, but aren't yet in that place where they're taking action. Um, Maybe they're going to be your accountability buddy. Share it with them, have a yarn about it, and uh, yeah, it's time to combine inspiration with action. You've got this. Uh, Thanks so much for tuning in, and I can't wait to chat to you in our next episode.